0: a native speaker featuring this podcast episode. Welcome to the Next English Podcast. Here is another episode for you. And today, it is my pleasure to welcome Luis on the Next English Podcast. Hello, Luis. Hey, yeah. How is it going, Luis?
1: I'm pretty good, thank you.
0: Am I pronouncing your name right, Luis? With S?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's it's a kind of z- cross between a S and a Z. z. Mm-hmm.
0: It does sound like a French name. Is it, it a French is. name? It is.
1: It is originally it's the feminine form of Louis.
0: Mm, because I remember there was a king in France, a famous king, Louis the Fourteenth.
1: Well, there were tons of Louis. Um, the name Louise became fashionable in England around the time of King Charles the Second because one of his many, many, many lovers was Louise de Carrouel.
0: Uh, I see. So there is some history behind your name. That's that's nice. It is
1: indeed. Yes.
0: But I think I should probably tell my listeners who you are. Um, yes, and how we know each other? Yep. So you happen to be my Delta classmate, and and also I you are know. a fellow teacher.
1: I am indeed.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did that come about? <laughs>
1: uh, well, teaching English. Um, uh, most of my life has been quite accidental. I, um, when I was in uh, living in the Un- Edinburgh where I was doing my master's degree, I was hoping to do a PhD, but that fell through. So I was kind of at a loose end and I'm wondering what to do with my life because mm. I was getting kind of sick of applying for funding grants and I didn't want to work and study at the same time. So I thought, well, why don't you do a TEFL course and <laughs> travel, see the world a bit, bit, have a bit of a break, break, you know, and then after a while you could see what you're going to do. Um, that was in 2006 and I still haven't worked out what I want to do when I grow up, but I like teaching, so I think I'll stick with it. <laughs>
0: I think I understand what you mean. I think I can relate to your experience. A uh, lot of people can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so do you sometimes perceive it as as some sort of an escape plan, or is that too harsh?
1: I think it's too harsh. I mean, the longer I've been in it, the more seriously I take it, and I now do see it as more of a serious career rather than something that mm-hmm. you know you do for a few years and then find something
0: better. Yep. Yeah, that that is really nice. Okay, that's that's cool. So, like I said, we did Delta together. So that was yes,
1: you were my fellow sufferer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ni- nice word to describe that. I think that was back in twenty sixteen, wasn't it?
1: Twenty sixteen, yes. And I think it was possibly one of the most stressful experiences of my <laughs> life. I was, re- I was quite ill afterwards. Um, uh. I actually. I actually failed my my final assessment. To, but, but to be honest, by that stage, I was so sick of the whole process. I didn't <laughs> mind too much.
0: I forgot that you did. I didn't want yeah. to bring back bad uh, memories. Sorry about that.
1: Don't worry. Well, the way I look at it, I, I did it. I didn't get the piece of paper, but I still did it.
0: Okay, well, that's what matters in the end, doesn't it?
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah,
0: I just I just wanted to um, just give some context to my listeners, like how, how I actually know you. So mm-hmm, sure. so that that goes back to delta back in the day where, mm-hmm. yeah when we were young and innocent <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha, ha, ha.
0: ha 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 you you see i have to entertain my listeners from time to time it doesn't always work but i i give mm-hmm. it my best shot you know
1: <laughs> quite right
0: yeah okay so i invited you onto my podcast initially i thought we could talk about brexit but I think I think um I think you are not exactly up for it.
1: Um, um, uh, to be perfect, I'm so <laughs> sick of the whole the whole thing. I'm taking a bit of a detox from it.
0: That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. So instead, let's hear your life story, which I believe is very interesting, and you have already told us a bit from that. Um, so you said you studied at a school in Edinburgh, is that right?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I studied my masters in anthropology at the University of Edinburgh, and I was working two jobs in order to pay for my masters, and that was very, very t- tiring. One of my jobs was absolutely awful. It was working in a telephone call centre, which oh, mostly involved
0: no. me
1: talk- talking to oh. very, 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 very grumpy people who didn't want to be talked
0: to. I um, consider myself one of those people, so whenever, whenever <laughs> I get a phone call from this marketing company. Um, yeah. I don't exactly behave, <laughs> let's put yeah, it mildly.
1: But, yeah, but think about it, it's probably a poor student behind behind <laughs> it. Um, but my other job was actually tutoring undergraduate students, which I found I actually enjoyed, and I always got good feedback from the students, and yeah. I rather liked that, and I knew, very much th- I knew very much that I wanted to travel. So I thought, well, why not do the teaching English thing? That- <laughs> thing. Um yeah. and my first job actually ironically enough was in Romania and I think it was destiny in some ways because during my um TESOL I didn't do a Celta. Hmm. Um we actually had to we um So t-
0: course, uh, uh, excuse me, let me interrupt you. So TESOL it's an equivalent exam to Celta. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. Um that's the Trinity exa- exam and it's mm-hmm. accepted just as widely as Celta is. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Celta is is, um, is run by Cambridge and and uh TESOL it's Trinity, right?
1: That, that's right, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to do the unknown natural language, of course. And my unknown natural language was Romanian. And um, one of my mother's friends uh, actually does charity work in Romania. And he said, oh, they need teachers in Romania. And I thought, well, I now know some Romanian. So that sounds all right.
0: <laughs> okay, well, so so you... And then you ended up living in Romania. And that's the um, story <laughs> in a nutshell. Uh,
1: no, 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 it's even longer <laughs> than that. I have uh, many countries in between. I was volunteering. I was working for a Romanian teacher's salary in Bucharest. And while I loved the city... So that's the capital
0: of of Romania, Bucharest, isn't it? it. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Um, I wasn't earning enough to pay my overdraft and my bank were beginning to send me rude (laughs) letters. So then I applied for a job in Japan, Mm -hmm. which... um, Six months there. Well, Japan was interesting, but I hated the job. I was mostly doing direct method teaching which i don't know if your listeners know it it mostly involves me repeating a load of stuff and getting everyone else to repeat it
0: Ah, so it's more like parroting what you say that sounds very boring
1: it was very boring and i really didn't like it Mm -hmm. so i left after six months then i spent a year in australia then i came back to the uk for a while because my dad was ill then Mm -hmm. i ended up getting a job in uh italy for six months then i moved to russia for three years oh. then
0: um, okay <laughs> we are getting there it's it's longer than just romania definitely <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah.
1: The, um, then i left russia mostly for political reasons it was about the time when uh, putin invaded ukraine and it was beginning to get a bit uncomfortable ah, in moscow okay um uh, and here here comes the story. I then went to Saudi Arabia f- for a year just to earn money. And mm-hmm. I was one day very, very, very bored at my job. And I didn't have <laughs> anything to do. So, and I was just messing around on the computer. And I happened to find, hmm, there's a job in R- Romania. I like Romania. Why don't you apply for it? Let's and come
0: I, a full circle while we can. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> right, full circle, indeed. And I, I, pure, I applied for the job purely because I was bored at work. And then it was like, oh, I've been called for an interview. Oh. I've got the job. Okay, <laughs> looks like I'm going to Romania ne- next year, and then I met my husband, so I decided to stay.
0: <laughs> okay, that so was that was. Yeah. That... I, I like I like the way you uh, said it as as some sort of a climactic ending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. I m- met my husband and l- like your tone went down. And then I met my husband and that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah I mean, obviously, we- obviously, I still hope to have many more traveling adventures. But for the time oh, of- I, th-
0: I thought you would say many more husbands. Um, oh, OK. No,
1: nah. nah, one's enough.
0: One's enough. Yeah. <laughs> enough is enough. OK, then. So you married mm-hmm. um, to uh, a Romanian guy. And so now you're you have settled down basically in Romania right yes Mm hmm so what's it like living in Romania on the whole
1: um I like it like it Romania is not obviously the most typical destination and as a country it still has many many challenges there's a lot of poverty a Mm -hmm. lot of bureaucracy and things to make your life difficult on the other hand the people are great and I love the fact that we live in fairly unspoiled nature it hasn't been as industrialized as the rest of Europe
0: Okay, that's nice. So you actually live in the countryside or...?
1: No, I live in Jash, which is the fourth biggest city in Romania, but um, it's pretty much the only substantial urban centre in this region. So mm-hmm. you don't have to travel too far until you're in the cu- country and you're, we're only about two hours away from the mountains.
0: That actually sounds lovely. It so, is lovely. So what about the people? What are they like?
1: Um, I like the Romanians very much. They're very, very friendly and every... Um, a lot of them are very delighted that foreigners have come to their country. I checked on the British government website. I think there's only about 2,000 Brits living in Romania, mm. so we're.
0: A... So you have a you have a uh, special status there.
1: <laughs> we do have a special status. Yes, <laughs> the majority of the foreigners living in my city of Yash are actually from the Republic of Moldova because it's
0: we're uh. about 30
1: kilometres from the border. Although Yash is also a fun place to be because it's it's mm-hmm. got something like eight universities.
0: Okay, so so that's that's really interesting. So so you would say, as a Brit living in Romania, that you have got um, good status there. Like it's uh, yes. you don't you don't really have to deal with um, discrimination and things like that. It, would would you say it's quite the opposite that you are treated well there?
1: Uh, yes, very def- very definitely. Unfortunately, I would say there are still problems with racism there are a lot of students in our city who come from the middle east and africa right, to stu- right. study and uh, unfortunately they're not always treated as well
0: so, well but i yeah.
1: i think i think things are changing just to end on an optimistic ah. note
0: okay okay well that's that's good to hear okay so well you said yourself that you have been to japan saudi arabia uh yeah. it, italy and yes. so so how do these mm, places compare what What's the biggest difference, in your view?
1: <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs>
0: Where do we start? Yeah, I mean, geographically, it's quite obvious. You've got earthquake yes. in in Japan, then you have got uh, heat waves in um, Saudi Arabia. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? <laughs> so, um,
1: well, G- Japan. Um, I think Japan suffers from very, very poor language teaching infrastructure. They have a good many teachers who come in from excuse mm. me native speaker countries who come in from other cu- countries but i think it's uh, i don't think they're terribly thorough about screening them most most teaching is done at private language schools mm-hmm. and you basically have to have degree but no training whatsoever yeah ever so they t- um they expect have a really hello very as we,
0: i think you're breaking know, up a bit louise yeah, can you hear me? Yes, hello. Yes, I think you I were breaking you. up a bit. It might be because a, a storm is coming, but can uh-huh. you? Yeah, it's it's better now. It's fine. Okay, okay, so you were speaking about the fact that you 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 feel like it, the the methods used in Japan are a bit outdated, let's say. And and, and also also that they, that you think there's not enough screening for the teachers they hire. No, yep. I
1: don't think that there is. Another problem, I think, is I think there's a lack of qualified native teachers. I mean, the teachers at the school where I worked, I would estimate they would be one level. So mm. I, I'm not saying that's a bad, thi- bad thing, but I don't think it's quite sufficient to teach, teach ha- higher level students mm, yeah. such as we did ha- have. And I think another problem is the way English is taught in schools. It's very much grammar translation method ah. and you often get students who have been studying English for maybe 10 years and they can they're struggling to say hello my name
0: is yeah they can't string a sentence together can they no yeah that's I think that's I, I don't want to be a messenger of bad news but I think that's kind of true for the whole Asia isn't it like I would say mm-hmm. um, far Asia do, do we say that Far East. Far East, like right, that's what I meant. Far East, yeah. yeah. Like China yeah. and places like that.
1: Yeah. I, well, obviously, I think you're starting from a very different standpoint. The languages are so, 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 so different to mm-hmm. anything in Europe. New- Definitely. Japanese is Definitely. totally different so I think that's what one factor mm-hmm. I think conversation methods are gaining ground in bigger cities like Tokyo where there's more access to it but yeah. I think in the, in the country it's quite rare to find anyone who can speak much yeah. English and I think another factor is unique to Japan because their language is so complicated it's quite difficult to read um, when I was there it was possible to go to the movies and watch a movie in english and subtitles in mm. japanese but recently they've started to dub movies into japanese because
0: there are ah. too many
1: kanji the chinese characters for people to yep. read because many people are having problems even with their own language
0: i see i see so that doesn't really help does it that doesn't it help doesn't help the development of english and what mm. can we do about this i don't know
1: uh, You'll have, to, you'll have to ask the Japanese <laughs> government to ta- ask them to change the writing system.
0: <laughs> I have actually taught a few Japanese this year and they were really lovely and their English was great. Oh, they are. So, I don't oh, know, yeah. maybe, maybe we got lucky, we got the, the good ones. <laughs> you,
1: got, you got lucky. And one thing I will say, Japanese, they are, are such hard work. Hard workers Definitely, yeah. I think a lot of them learn English through sheer force of effort and I can't fault them
0: for that they're amazing yeah it's it's, it's amazing it's incredible like I, ca- I cannot understand how anybody is capable of working so hard really i would <laughs> I, I, I would, I I would about... probably die before you know i tried that
1: <laughs> yeah i tried learning japanese and my brain was just exploding so I, came up.
0: <laughs> I guess that that's where it comes from you first have to learn japanese and then then you get the habit of working yeah. hard yeah, I think they do have reputation the Japanese for working extremely hard. As far as I oh, oh, remember, yes, I think
1: they've got some of the longest working hours in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the the, the people—it's just the, um, the mentality of the people is like that. I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. So, what about Saudi Arabia?
1: Saudi Arabia posed very different challenges challenges i mean one of the things that i found very frustrating about working in saudi arabia was unfortunately i found the motivation of a lot of the students quite low mm. um i was working in one of the biggest uni- women- universities in the country and it's an all women's university because um in saudi arabia very strict islamic society mm-hmm. everything has to be gender segregated right so if you, if, if
0: you are a female you cannot uh, teach males and vice versa mm-hmm. right
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually illegal.
0: Okay, so so because you're a female, you couldn't actually teach uh, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, I mean, I think the challenges I faced were similar to those of male teachers I met. Met. I think a lot of, because a lot of, Saudi Arabia is a very traditional society, I think a lot of the girls were just killing time bef- before maybe settling down and getting math
0: Ah, ma- I see.
1: I'm not saying this is true for all of them. In fact, Saudi Arabia now has more female graduates than male graduates mm. and things are changing in the workforce, mm-hmm. but it is still very traditional in a lot of ways.
0: I was teaching one Saudi girl this year and she was she was very oh, yeah. very clever actually. I hope she Passed the entrance exams to the university. She was yeah, she was really good.
1: I'm sure she did. I mean, one thing that impressed me a lot about the Saudi students was how quickly they could learn new vocabulary, and I think this is partly because they have very trained memories. Mm. Saudi Arabia is still very much an oral cult yeah. culture, and many students, um, be- because they're very religious, will learn the Quran off by heart. And, right. You know, this right, huge right, right. 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 Yeah. i think that training helps them well with their language that
0: makes sense and also like when you get to meet like generally any east um middle easterners they mm. tend to be good at conversation they they are yes. really good at speaking so i i would say if you if you look at a japanese person and an a saudi student i think yeah. it it's like chalk and cheese really <laughs> it's oh, the oh, it's the not... it's the complete opposite isn't it
1: yeah, there's no comparison. I had one student and she spoke almost perfect American English and to hear her you would have thought almost California Valley girl, but <laughs> nice. her, writing, her writing was absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. I don't know if she was dyslexic or what, was. I think it was just she wasn't used to writing.
0: Yeah. that that That's my experience too, actually. So I was teaching this year, I had actually yeah. two Japanese students, was it two or three? three mm-hmm. Japanese students in one class and one Saudi girl. And then I had more students from the United Arab Emirates, which uh, which yeah. is not exactly Saudi Arabia, but let's say the culture is up, si- yep. quite similar. So I could see the difference. Like all the, all the Middle Easterners, they were excellent at speaking to me and communicating, and they would always um, be encouraged to express their opinion and things like that. But when it... When it came to act, and the Japanese were completely quiet. They just they were just listening intently, and there yeah. was one Japanese boy who was rather unusual for a for a Japanese person. He was very talkative and funny, but I yeah. think he was an exception. <laughs> and I, you you yeah. do
1: I think boys tend to be more confident than gu- <laughs> girls in Japan I think there's very much an expectation that women are supposed to be rather quite really uh, if, okay. if you get a, if you get a mixed class you'll get the boys much more chat
0: mm. chatty
1: uh, mm. if you can get a Japanese lady on her own she'll be very very cha- chatty indeed indeed yeah. if she's in the mood for it but yeah. um, the, the boys are generally more outgoing mm-hmm. I find
0: and I just wanted to finish with saying that when it came to actually test I couldn't see much difference. The, the Japanese was, were as much, as good as the Mi- Middle Easterners, like in sure. grammar, when, when I was like testing their grammar and vocabulary and uh, the essay, writing essay. So it's just really interesting how students are, are all different.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, you're dealing with, that's one of the joyful things about my job. You get to meet so many different personalities.
0: Mm hmm. I do love uh, teaching multilingual classes for that very reason because it's just it's just yes. it's just really d- interesting and diverse experience for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfor- unfortunately, most of my class well, not unfortunately, but most of my classes are monolingual at the mo- mm. moment. I do prefer it when I have a multilingual cl- yeah. class, but there we go.
0: That, yeah, the issue is that they will end up speaking their n- uh, mother tongue sometimes, won't they?
1: Yeah. Gen- yeah. Generally, yes. I mean, it depends. In, Re- in Romania, the higher levels speak English quite a lot, and I actually had a business class today which is for an international company, so they're all pretty used to speaking English mm. e- anyway, and they're very, very comfortable speaking English yeah. even in the it's, it's fascinating listening to them sometimes they'll be speaking say something in romanian and then <laughs> someone will say one word in english and then the whole conversation will finish the code switching is fascinating
0: yeah i think the uh, the biggest problem is with the lower level classes yes yeah. it's just it's just they feel ashamed to say something and you know i'm sorry
1: can you say that again
0: please yes yeah, i i meant i i was saying that they feel a bit ashamed maybe and they are lower level because they are aware of the fact that they are not perfect so yeah. that might uh, play some sort of a role in that
1: yeah here in Romania we have um, lower level cl- classes tend to be with older people and the- they of course didn't have much access to English in the pa- past for various reasons generally anyone my age or younger will speaking English, unless they're from a village in the stick, mm. sticks, but in the cities, pretty much every child will know English to a yeah. English to some degree. And I think one of the problems with older students is they're very much used to the teacher-led style of te- teaching because that's how they learned when I was they were at school, and they're not very comfortable with the um, methods we were taught during our t- Tesol Psalters or whatever. Yeah,
0: like the communicative methods.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's that you have to interact a lot with your partner and the group and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I feel like the multilingual classes are actually more authentic and more natural. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about it, even in terms of motivation, because it just makes sense to have such a class because whatever you learn during the class, you can immediately make use of. You can capitalize on it during the class or while speaking to your classmates. Whereas, exactly, lang- yeah, yeah, Go language
1: on. is all about motivation. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I actually have a funny story with that. I had, um, I once had an elementary class in, in the UK, actually, and there was an Italian boy who was really lazy, but then one week a rather attractive young lady came in and suddenly he started speaking English because it was the only common medium they had for flirting.
0: I see. So I think that that might be a way to go, you know, just to get a lot of attractive people into your class and then just yes. hope for the best.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I, I, I was very pleased. I mean, he was actually speaking English. I it was think... great, I
0: I think Louis this as
1: much possible.
0: Yeah, I think Louis this is this might be a groundbreaking discovery, and you yes. should you should have it patented it, you could you could you could uh, win some sort of prize for this as well. You uh, know?
1: yes, I think yes, it will work well with the single and the horny. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Okay, I think I think it makes sense, actually. I yeah. think we are just human beings, aren't we, after all?
1: Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, um, uh, well, if you've ever taught at an English summer school, you will probably have noticed romances forming.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely yes. I did. <laughs> Sometimes that I was sucks. actually quite jealous, but I yeah. couldn't say anything because I was the teacher, you know. I was supposed exactly. to be the, the smart one in the the disciplined one and whatever you have to say in such exactly occasion. yes <laughs> all right um, so what about your Romanian?
1: Um, it's getting there
0: slowly so how, how long have you known your husband?
1: Um, well we met in 2015 when we moved Moved here. I don't know if you know the website Couchsurfing. I contacted him just because I was moving to the city and I didn't know anyone. Yeah, so it
0: wasn't happened. exactly Tinder. It was more like I need, uh, I need to find some friends. Please exactly, help me with yes. that. <laughs> okay, that's actually quite nice. I like it. Yes. Uh, yes. So it was actually one year before you took the Delta exam, right? 2015. Yes. Uh, okay. And then, so ever since you met your now husband, I, I suppose you spoke English to one another.
1: Mostly, mostly English. Although I speak Romanian with his um, par- parents because they don't really speak it. English.
0: Uh, okay. Although
1: the, the problem there is they're from a small town. Ta- small town. And the the uh, my father-in-law especially has an accent so thick I genuinely can't uh, understand
0: him. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. What about your accent? What What would you? You don't exactly strike me as someone having a, a Scottish accent, even though you studied in Scotland. So. Um,
1: well, I'm not from Scotland. Yeah,
0: that's I know, why. I know. But uh, so, where w- where are you from originally? Did not you already say it? Sorry if you did.
1: No, uh, I'm from St Edmonds in the east of England. I'm about four. It's about forty miles from Cambridge.
0: Uh, okay, so it's is that like Midlands? Midland accent?
1: Um, no. Uh, well, I have a fairly generic received pronunciation a-
0: hmm.
1: accent. I'm from, but um, I'm from East Anglia originally. When I was at school, I did have more of a regional accent but that's kind of fine I think that's kind of fine down over the years
0: yeah okay well this is what the students are after these days they receive pronunciation exactly. does help a lot believe it or not so mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's well uh, it's much appreciated and I'm sure the listeners uh, can appreciate it as well um, yes, I hope so. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure they can it's it's really lovely to have a native speaker on the podcast you're definitely not the first one we have had a lot of yep. native speakers here uh, a lot of English Americans and so on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so different accents. I think it's nice too, but exactly, when yeah. it, when it comes to the lessons and if you are low level learner, uh, you do you do appreciate um, standard English or RP.
1: RP, Although I, th- I think many of my students find American accents easier because I think right. mo- many people start learning English from watching TV. Yeah. And most shows are American, of course.
0: I think I think there might be uh, some, some. Although truth Game about of Thrones
1: this. has been great because all the actors are British.
0: Yeah, that's true. Game of Thrones isn't exactly American English, is it? No. <laughs> Not at all. Especially uh, those that come from the wall and behind yeah. from behind the wall, the wildlings. They they are like yes. Northerners, right?
1: Oh, oh yes, and no one can understand Northerners, uh, and I, I say that as a joke because my best friends from the north, and so is my dad.
0: <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. How, how should I? How you should I nothing. speak? You know nothing.
1: <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. Um, so, um, do you think you uh, will stay in Romania for good, or are you there just temporary? Um. Temporarily, excuse me. Temporarily, temporarily. yeah.
1: I don't think we'll be moving anywhere, anywhere for the time being. We're both settled here. My husband's family is here. Things are going well, job-wise. I'm settled now, so I don't don't see any need to move, really.
0: Yeah. So when I when I asked you the asked you the question, will you will you stay there for good? Obviously, uh, the expression for good means uh, forever. Uh, so ju- it's just it's just an explanation to my listeners. I was not clarifying it to you, of course. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, okay. So, uh, But uh, do you also miss England, kind of?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I miss my family and my friends, of, co- of course. And there are certain things I do miss, like when you go to the pub and you're just being rude to each other and it's fun.
0: So can't you do that in Romania?
1: No, Romanians don't have the tradition of banter that the Brits do.
0: Yeah, but they go to the pub, right?
1: Oh oh they do that do that but um my, one of my husband's best fr- friends was in, in England for a few years a uh, few years and I quite like meeting him because I can banter with him and be rude to him and he gets it
0: yeah so basically what happens if you start bantering as you call it like basically uh, pulling someone's leg or, or taking the mickey out of someone what yeah. happens is that as as a breed uh, let me let me try to um, pin it down now what happens to you is that people misunderstand you and they, 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 they get offended, right? Am I right about yes. that?
1: Yes, exactly. So if I value my relationships with my friends, I think they get me now because I'm quite sarcastic. <laughs> but certainly at the beginning, yeah. the beginning, I had to apologize a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I think it's, it's very nice, but it took me some time. When I was in England, I was also um, made fun of in this yes. kind of way. I didn't get it first i i thought yeah. i I thought they were not being fair to me, and it was yeah. not nice yeah and then and then after a few months, it just dawned on me that they were just doing it to everyone and and I yeah. could also do it to them. And it was all good in the end.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like ah, you have got native. Well done,
0: mate. <laughs> I didn't exactly got native, but uh, you know, you know what I mean. Like you, you, yeah, you learn to appreciate the culture and you you mm-hmm. understand these sort of values. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah.
1: On the other hand, Romanians have a very black humor which i think is probably a legacy of the communist period and some sometimes people will say something and i'm not sure if they're joking or not because so it's wait. quite
0: dark so when you say black humor that's that's like dark humor yeah like um yes. like about death and um, yes. dying and all that mm. mm-hmm. that's interesting exactly. but that's that's kind of morbid isn't it
1: <laughs> it, it's it's very morbid but to be honest I have a rather twisted sense of humor myself so I so, like so, it.
0: so you like it <laughs> yes. Okay so it's just add add a bit of sarcasm to that and a bit of banter and you would be the happiest person in the world
1: <laughs> I would <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lovely uh, it's it's really great to have you on the podcast Luis and Thank you for inviting uh, me yeah, well, anytime, anytime. I think uh, you, you've done a great job, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the listeners are over the moon as well. And I, I hope so. I'm not being sarcastic at all now. <laughs> if it sounded that, then I'm sorry, but no. Um, and I think I, I think the decision not to talk about Brexit um, also was a good one because now. We can... Yeah,
1: it, well, it, it, Well. yes, as, as I say, I'm having a, one of my periodic purders on the news because it's just too
0: depressing. It is, yeah. Well, at least we could end on a positive note like this, uh, yes. speaking about banter, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that will be it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for featuring Thank in you. it. Thank you, Luis. And I wish you all the best in Romania. And um, hopefully um, the people around you will start getting the, the British humor as well.
1: <laughs> I'll train them well, as well as I can.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much again. And until next time, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to ZdenX English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenxenglishpodcast.hotbean.com.